WebmasterRadio.fm, in conjunction with the Search Marketing Expo, presents an SMX Sound Off. Sound Off. This SMX Sound Off is brought to you by Search DNA, a link text product. Search DNA discovers and connects you with sites that influence search rankings. And now, here is your host. Continuing our SMX East 2009 coverage, this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm, and I'm on the phone with LinkDeck CEO and founder John Straw from the UK. John, welcome to Webmaster Radio. Jim, thank you very much indeed. Nice to be here. You've just come out, LinkDex has just come out with a, a new product, the first in the LinkDex stable called Search DNA. Search DNA, yes, as I read, right. is like electricity. Everyone should have it. Online marketers love it. John, what is Search DNA? Okay, Search DNA is a massive project we've been in, had involved for about the past 15 months uh, that we've now got venture capitalists involved in. It's, it's the first attempt to introduce the transparent web. Um, and solves a specific problem, and that is for search marketeers trying to get beyond the first 1,000 results uh, in a link map uh, on either Yahoo or, or Google is actually impossible. They just won't let you see beyond the 1,000. What we wanted to do is we wanted to, to see the whole web, um, and this means that we've got uh, access to a trillion link database. And it also means that we wanted to be able to re-spider the web in vertical chunks. So you could re-spider around specific keywords. And what that would mean is that you then end up looking not only at the link structure, but also the content of the page as well. And that's, we believe, becoming increasingly important. We look at links, content, and commerce. And we do it in a very, very large scale. It's the first time anybody's attempted this to our knowledge. Absolutely. Now, I've heard of the invisible web. But the transparent web, um, you've got a database of over a billion sites with links or, or links that they're on the ground, and you're spidering that list? Yeah, so we spider on demand. So a search engineer comes into us and sets up a keyword project, let's say around the keyword credit cards. He then pumps into the setup screen all of the competitive URLs when he, where, where he wants to examine the backlink structure and look for high-value potential linking partners. Once we've, uh, once we've, once the search engineer has done that, then we commission uh, a crawl. We then actually go out. We visit as many pages as the uh, as, as, as been specified, and we will go to those pages and pick up link information, content information, and commerce information. How do you judge the value of links you find on competitive websites? So we um, are quite determined that we're not going to tell you what value looks like. We're going to let you make the decision on what value looks like. So, for example, you may be involved in a project whereby you want to find high-value, high-authority pages um, with the right uh, H1 tags in there. So, again, you might be looking for pages with credit cards in the H1. Um, you might be looking for a minimal number, number of outbound links, and you might be looking for a site that might say, submit your site. Well, what we can do um, with the report writer with Search DNA is that you can specify any of the signals as a filter, and, and the signals being the, the search signals we pick up. And you can also specify and put in variables according to the way that you actually want to configure it. For example, we've recently seen uh, one of our beta users playing with um, an 8 million page database and managing to get that down to actually in the region of 3,000 potential target link sites in a matter of less than 20 seconds. Okay, let, let me be clear on this. He had 8 million potential links he was, he was looking at. He's, um, 
yep. you know, cults down from, from billions to about 8 million. And within 20 seconds, using filtering techniques, yep. he got it down to 3,000. Yes, absolutely. And at that particular point, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make the vast amount of data that's available to search engineers through this tool usable. And it's, that's a key word. It's usable data. And we've got fantastically clever open report writer that allows search engineers to be able to do that really fast. Now, one of the things about the, the web, the internet and web business, is nothing is static. A link may be there one day and then gone the next. How do you, I mean, you, you're, you're going through billions of domains. How do, you, how do you know what domains are active, what domains are inactive? And moreover, once I've run a report, how do I know if anything has changed? So what we allow you to do is, is essentially you're doing a fresh crawl. So you may see, for example, that a, a, a domain has got, say, a million backlinks in it. Actually, that information may be three or four months old. So what we do is actually when, we, when we've got the basic information there um, about the domain and about the link structure, we then recrawl it. So all of the projects that you actually work on in search DNA are as fresh as your last crawl. And if it's a fast-moving environment, then we would recommend that you actually crawl maybe once a week to make sure that you've actually got the most up-to-date data and the most up-and-coming sites. How large is your, I mean, after everything has been filtered down um, and, and the customer or, or the user has the list that they're comfortable, they're comfortable pursuing, um, we'll say it's just for the, you used the number 3,000 a few moments ago. How long would that crawl take? Um, oh, I would say um, we could do, we, we're going to be specifying to users that we can do about 4 million pages inside of around 24, 48 hour time span. So it, it's, it's not real time, um, because if it were real time, it would be stored data and it could be out of date. So the benefit of doing the recrawl is you actually get it fresh. Uh, but as soon as you actually commission a call within an hour, we're starting to see results because we're actually out there uh, doing the crawl. So actually, you don't have to wait all that time to get to the data. You can see it as it comes in. So how, how long have you been using the technology on your websites? Um, we've been experimenting and playing with the alpha now for about three months. Um, and we've, I mean, it's, it's, as you can imagine, it's a huge system. Um, and we've, ma we've managed to break it on many, many occasions, as we expect hmm. to do. Um, we actually go to the early uh, beta program, actually, this week. Um, and we expect our early beta pre uh, uh, users to actually uh, break the system as well. And then we have a second phase and a third phase um, of beta testers. And we expect to be to marketplace uh, with the product, I'd say, late January at this moment. Okay, well, you've been playing with the alpha version for three months now. And yep. three weeks, three days is enough time to actually you know, see a, a difference in search <laughs> results. Um, yep. how, how has the, the, the tool worked for websites that you've experimented on? Have, have increased an increased relevant link density, has that bumped pages up in rankings? Well, what we've been doing is we haven't actually let this thing out into, uh, into hard-scale use yet. Um, we've had what we describe as being friends and family, in other words, search engineers who we've known and loved for years and years and years, play with the system. And they've determined, actually, they turn around to us and say, yes, this is truly useful. We are finding sites out there that, we, that could partner to us. Um, and we now need to start contacting those sites. So in terms of being used in anger, we're just about to start seeing that with the beta testers this week because we know that several of the beta testers have got large-scale search projects, and we'll, so we should start seeing some early results in that shortly. 
Well, let's take a step back for a moment. Now, you've been playing with the alpha version for three months, and that tells me that you've been in de- that there's been at least, well, uh, fifteen months or so of actual de- or more of of you know research, development, programming, uh, feasibility studies, testing, everything you need to do to get a business running. How long have you been yep. working on uh, search DNA, and what was the genesis? Why did you Why did you start doing it? Um, so the genesis was um, I actually owned and ran a search optimization business uh, in the UK, uh, a business called NetRank, uh, which I started in 2000, pre-Google, if anybody can remember pre-Google out there. Um, I sold that business in 2007, but sitting with 54 employees was one of the big tasks that we actually had, was actually identifying link partners. And it was hard. I mean, search engineers are flying blind a lot of the time. Um, and you're taking sort of wild stabs into the dark about you might find some of those potential, potential linking partners. And we started to look at building it um, when I was there. And then I left as an exclusion clause, a con- ad competition clause. So I sort of semi-retired for about a year. Um, and then picked the reins up again last year. And then, strangely enough, within a couple of months of me starting to look at this in serious, serious levels and actually doing system spec, um, SEO Mars brought out their inspiring uh, Linkscape product, from which, from which we actually took a lot of inspiration, a lot of thought, and moved it up, moved it up several scales. Well, I meant to ask. Um, this this does remind me of SEO Moz's Linkscape. Um, I haven't seen yep. the actual Search DNA product. It's, it's still in alpha, and um, yep. you're, as you said, you're going to beta testing um, next week and reading in earnest next month. Um, how similar is it to Linkscape? Um, I don't know that the guys know of our existence. I can't see any reason why they actually, why they would look at uh, somebody like us because we're, we're just a startup and they are a very well-established player. Um, I, I think that when we looked at it, we, we wanted to do something which was really very large scale. They've, they've got a good database. Um, they did a fantastic job. In, in the, I mean, it was a really revelationary product, actually, when it came out. But our database is probably 10 times the size in terms of the link map. But we also actually spider on demand, and we are actually picking up content, which well, we're actually picking up link information, content information, and commerce information, which is, I think, probably a, a, a generation or perhaps two generations actually advanced in terms of where they are. Um, and I'm not decrying their product at all. I think it's a fantastic product. It's got a great place in the market. So when you're looking at developing a new product like this, like this, John, and as you said, this is a massive project. Where do you start? <laughs> Um, you start by acquiring an incredibly capable team um, of individuals because I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a, an engineer, but w- what we did was we hired uh, two really, really great people. Uh, Dr. John Woods is uh, our CTO. Uh, John's actually is a, is, is, a, is a proper rocket scientist. He's actually an astrophysicist from um, uh, the qualified in Oxford. Um, he's been in the uh, internet business for about uh, eight or nine years now. Very, very big data systems guy, architecture guy, because we had to solve a number of scalability issues um, right from the get-go. And John and his team uh, actually managed to do that incredibly well. Um, and then we have subsequently hired Matt Roberts, who's uh, our VP of product management. Uh, and Matt's been a search guy for a long, long time, really understands the space. Uh, and it's essentially is, is the business's evangelical version, if you like. So, I mean, the key, to, the key to building a business like this is just finding really great people. Well, one of the other keys is finding uh, really great investment. And you said you had VCs interested. And I'm kind of curious, how do you explain 
to uh, to a group of venture capitalists, and, you know, <laughs> phenomenal money managers, but not necessarily technicians. How do you explain the, the the purpose of your project? You know, that actually has got to be the best question I've actually asked in the past couple of months, uh, with huge difficulty, I think, with, with the reaction. Because what you're doing is you're explaining a very technical product to your target audience who's a search engineer, who by themselves are actually incredibly technical, very capable people. And then you go to a VC. Actually, we went to a number of VCs, um, and we ended up in very deep conversations with Amadeus, which is a, a very front-line front VC. And uh, there's a, the guy over there that we were dealing with really went, over three or four months of doing the due diligence, really went into the marketplace very, very deeply, talked to lots of search engineers, and came to the conclusion that there was a good marketplace here. Um, and we concluded that investment, and the money hit the bank uh, two weeks ago. Actually, just the day before we uh, presented the, the, the beta announcement at SMX. Wow, that must have that must have like changed your presentation style a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you go to yeah, New York, know, ready to make your ready to make your presentation. Not sure if it's going to happen or not. You get the phone call, and then wow, you find yourself up there on stage. You must have been totally energized. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a very good day that day. Um, what the investment allows us to do um, is allows us to actually start or well, accelerate the R and D process. And we're, we're going to be building a lot more strategic features into this platform um, over the next three to six months, um, including some contact uh, management capability as well. So one of the things we want to try and close the loop on is actually the three things a search engineer does: find and identify the target sites work out who to talk to in the target sites, have a relationship that creates a link or a PR opportunity or a commerce opportunity. Um, we want to help with the first two and make the first two really, really easy so that people can concentrate on the relationship element of it, which is probably the most important part. Well, knowing who to contact at the, you know, I'm, I, I'm off pursuing a link from, uh, from website XYZ, XYZ and... I don't know. I don't know who the, the 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 webmaster or the chief marketing officer is over there. How does Search DNA help me identify the contact with whom I'm supposed to speak? Um, I can't dive into detail yet, but what I can say is that um, we've just uh, signed a commercial partnering deal um, that will allow us to identify names and individuals in organisations that are responsible or related responsibility to. Uh, websites and it's a pretty large database. It's well north of 10 million uh, named individuals. That that in and of itself, John, is a game changer. So let me. Let, I just want to. I want to make sure that I, I'm not the world's swiftest land mammal. So I want to make sure I have this straight. Using search DNA, not only will I be able to find relevant links that that I. As a as a SEO webmaster, I can pursue to improve my you know my ranking in Google and the findability of my website. But Search DNA will tell me the person at that organization with whom I have to speak. If that person exists in the database, the answer to that is yes. Wow, that link building has got to be one of the most onerous, mentally backbreaking tasks any SEO can do, yep. and this yep. has ha takes. What, what, what I consider the most difficult part of link building, it solves, solves that part of the equation, um, knowing who to speak with. Now, yep. some websites are going to come up in search DNA far more frequently than others. Um, that's just the, the, the way the web 
has 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 built itself or has been built by 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 us webmasters and users um some websites just have a lot more backlinks than others yep is there a point where you start filtering out websites that are already already have way too many backlinks going out oh yeah that's that's really easy to do in the report writer um all you do is actually specify um on, on one of it, it, the number of the number of links is, a, is, is clearly a signal for us. Um, and all you do is actually simply just specify whether or not you want a lot of outbound links, a lot of inbound links, any number of links you actually want. There's a slider bar there that allows you to, spe- to, to specify that. And again, that's actually a really great way of getting rid of rubbish because actually in, in any report that we do, 80% is, 80% of the sites are actually in the database are just meaningless not useful to you, and it's probably only 1% or 2% which are the really core useful websites, well, actually, at that particular point, that's when we start to use the refining tools in the report writer that narrow down that 2 3 4 5% of the really core valuable sites. Now, and there's, there's, there's nothing you can do about that, um, where you use the, the, the number 80% of the websites in the report will probably be useless. There's not, not much that you can do about that because, I mean, let's face it, um, the vast majority of the websites out there are not useful for search marketing purposes. Oh, totally agree with you. And actually, it's quite interesting. It's just just looking at some of the, the, the tasks we do. What, one of the things that we, we're starting to see that we can do potentially um, is screen out um, the spam, the very very spammy um, uh, link structures there, which are uh, bad neighbourhoods. That's part one. The second thing that somebody started to use the tool for, which was very interesting, was to help discover paid for links. Um, with a view that those, with a view that those sites could be reported to Google for trying to artificially actually boost their search results, we see that's got significant potential for a lot of ethical search businesses to try and root out um, and 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 highlight those sites that are actually using unethical practices. That's amazing. Now, now, without obviously you 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 can't delve deeply into the techniques that you use to do that, but can you give us a hint? Like, how, how can you tell well, what isn't is on a paid link? <laughs> You can guess whether it's a paid link, and you can highlight it. So, for example, if a site um, is called, let's say, for example, let me take a UK, very, very, very successful UK site, Money Supermarket. When somebody, another, another site has got a link into Money Supermarket, and the anchor text is called moneysupermarket.com, you know that's natural anchor, anchor text. But if the anchor text is called credit cards, then that starts to look a little bit suspicious because that starts to look like a false uh, a, a false opportunity. I'm not saying that credit money supermarket do anything like that. I've got no evidence of that. Jeff, I'm just using it as an example. Um, but fundamentally, there, what you can do is you can highlight, for example, uh, anchor text, which is generic, which which sort of looks at the category, and we know very well that that's going to be quite uh, a big impact in the uh, in, in, in search uh, research results. From what you've told us so far, Search DNA is a phenomenal tool. It's almost like a, 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 a small Swiss Army knife of of different yeah. different applications. You're just entering your first beta phase. You say you're going to have two beta phases, and the product should uh, be you know on uh, on the shelves, so to speak, um, January 2010. I'm curious. Are you going to be expanding the product? Are you going to be adding more tools to the tool chest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've got a big strategic roadmap um, of research and development uh, bits and pieces, which we're starting to do now. Uh, there are some very big... I mean, there's some stuff which I simply can't explain to you because it's so momentously large in terms of what its capability will be. Um, it's big in big internal projects for us. 
Um, but we want to look at, uh, to, to give you a clue, um, with so many links in our, in, in our web map, with the ability to actually spider and pick up lots of signals, then essentially what we're doing is actually almost algorithm simulation. Well, if we can do algorithm simulation with enough brain power behind it, we can get a really good representation of what an algorithm actually might look like. So we are, we've just commissioned um, uh, a, a piece of academic uh, research to actually start looking at this. Um, and in fact, we've teamed up with a guy called Professor Mike Felwall. Um, Mike is, uh, is, a, is, is an expert on links um, and has actually one, written one of the few books around the world actually on links. Um, and he is going to be, he's going to be using the system in anger to start to look at some of the statistical implications of actually uh, of, what's, uh, of what's going on. Because, of course, we've got this tool. Uh, Mike's book is called Link Analysis, an Information Science Approach. There's a quick plug there. Okay. Um, I'd, I would love to speak with him sometime in the future. That blows me away. Yeah. After all these years, there's only a couple books about link analysis out there. I, I do believe that's the case, actually, because when I started actually looking at, at, at search DNA, I, I did do a massive trawl of actually the web just to, actually, just to get some more reading, uh, reading bases in. But Mike wrote the book a couple of years ago, and he's subsequently done a fair, fair few papers, and he's involved in... Well, he's involved in quite a lot of internet, um, internet, uh, internet strategy stuff. But he's—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's an interesting book. It's extremely technical. Well, John, there's a dozen different directions you can go in when choosing, you know, new new products or an expansion of the current product. How do you prioritize your development schedule or your development energies? Right, we've got some strategic projects uh, which we're involved in now. But what we'll be doing over the next two to three months is asking the users what they want. So we're going to be using something like user voice or get satisfaction on the site. Um, and what we'll be doing is we'll be asking the users what signals they want to pick up beyond the set that we've got at the moment, which is in the region of about 25. Um, and what we'll do is we'll then have the users actually vote for those signals. And the signals which actually get the majority of the votes will get um, the majority of the development work put behind them. So we, 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 we sort of we want to turn this thing, we, we built a platform. We want to turn it over to the crowd of search engineers. They can tell us what they need going forward, what's important to them going forward. And if we follow an R&D and product roadmap on that basis, I think that we become a really great friend to the engineers. That's where we want to be. You ran a search marketing company, uh, two and a half, which, you, which you sold uh, a year and a half to two years ago. You yep. formed Linkdex, or I'm sorry, yep. Lindex, and... Both of these companies were what what would we call small to medium sized business, you know, one person to yep. up to up to, up to like fifty, fifty, sixty people. Yep. You now have a business that is, well, for want of a better word, remarkably capitalized. How has yep. that how has um running your 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 attitude towards business, your attitude towards the business, has that changed at all with the capitalization? Uh no. Um and the reason it hasn't changed is because I, I built my last search business without any form of VC. I just did it on the back of trying to get some customers to pay up front, which happened quite nicely. And we built the business um, into, I think, was, uh, I think we were doing uh, three, yeah, about three million US in consultancy fees by the time that we actually uh, we sold it. Um, I, I've actually been involved in, in startups before, um, and I've had one of my, my own prior to that. And the, the, the big rule about doing a startup is keep the cost really, really tight. The, the VC money is, is there for a number of reasons, but one of the key things there is actually to make sure that we develop the right product over time. 
So we'll be using the VC money actually mostly in terms of research and development. That's what it will actually really change. I'm going to be able to expand the team quite, quite dramatically over the next three to four months on a per-project basis and pull them back when the project's actually done. The VC money has allowed you a great deal of freedom, but is, has it also um, sort of been like a double-edged sword if you had to give up any, any freedom as a business owner? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so uh, there is uh, my VC, who's absolutely brilliant, um, a guy called Lawrence John from Amadeus. Um, he adds huge value to the business, well beyond the money that he actually put in, but there are specific reporting lines. I mean, before I actually, I was the chief executive chairman of the business when, when I had my own business, and the person I reported into was, was me. Um, now, I, it's very different. Now, actually, this is a, a, a business structure. I report into a board. Uh, yes, it has changed in that way, but then again, having said that, as I grew up over time, it's probably the right thing to do. And it's a, it, 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 it's, it's a whole bigger play than I did before. That was a consulting business. This is a tools-based business going forward, um, which is really very exciting. In your mind, what's the biggest single factor that can, pro that can propel Lindex and Search DNA forward in, in the short term? Um, I think it's people talking about, not us, but talking about the findings that we produce. Because, as you already guessed, I mean, we're, we're processing gargantuanly large amounts of information, reducing that information down to core information inside a second. And what I hope that people are going to have, are they going to have these moments where they're going to go, oh, my, that's amazing. I didn't know that site existed. And, wow, what a fantastic linking opportunity. So I, want, I hope that people are going to talk about search DNA and are going to talk about um, their findings with search DNA because that's what the, the, the product is not remarkable necessarily. It's the findings that are remarkable. And I know we're encouraging people to do that. We're, with with the, the second stage beta program, um, we're encouraging people to blog about it, to discuss it in public, etc. because we want to learn from what people say. So we haven't taken the traditional route of thou shalt not blog and thou shalt not talk about us during the beta. We want to take the, a completely open route. Well, I guess a, a similar question from a, from a totally different direction. Um, the first days, the first years of, a, of any new business, well, it's, it's nail-biting. You know, it's, it's always nail-biting. Yeah. What's keeping you awake at night? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so what's kept me awake um, with scalability is in terms of adding numbers of, the, uh, numbers of users to the system um, and making sure that it doesn't break. Well, we've been through a number of simulations on that, and I think we're all, the, the, the intern team is a lot happier that we could add thousands of users to the system without, uh, without badly breaking it. I mean, it'll break off at the sides a little bit, but, but going forward, we think it's pretty robust. Um, what keeps me awake now is actually the potential of the information findings. What I've just been talking about is actually, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to be able to see some of these sites, to be able to find these sites. Because before, it, you know, looking for link part, good linking, good quality linking partners is like looking for 30 needles in 10,000 haystacks. Well, we've just taken away the most, the majority of the haystacks here. That's really exciting. It's the potential. And also about the new features, new strategic features we're adding to the products going over time. They are really exciting. Um, so what keeps me awake at night, despite my old age, is excitement at this moment in time. And uh, are you going to be opening the beta test to, uh, to larger groups in the future? Yeah, um, and that's an offer I wanted to uh, make to your listeners today. Uh, and that is if they come to searchdna.net um, and uh, apply for the beta program, 
enter a code, and if you enter the code WMR, we will give you priority over the other, beta, uh, the other potential beta uh, uh, players we've got. And we're anticipating the Wave 2 beta will be, I'm thinking, three weeks. So if you come along now, come along fairly shortly, we'll put you in the, in the database and we'll actually uh, hopefully be able to give you a, um, a beta program. Although we have got a lot of people signed up for it, despite the relatively lack of publicity. I'm on the website, searchdna.net, right now, okay. and um, yep. towards the yep. bottom of the page, I see a Join the Search DNA Beta Program, off to the right-hand side. There's name, business email, and, and a text box that reads, if you have an invitation code, enter it here. And that, that's where listeners would enter WMR, correct? Well, John, we're, we're obviously going to have to invite you on sometime in the future. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with, with LinkBex and with SearchDNA. And um, on behalf of our listeners, thank you so much for spending time with us on WebmasterRadio.fm today. Thank you very much indeed. Great to spend the time with you. Speak to you soon. Thanks a lot, Jim. Stay tuned to WebmasterRadio.fm for details on the next upcoming Search Marketing Expo from the official radio station of SMX. SMX. WebmasterRadio.fm.